The One-Eyed Wonder, also known as that fucking prick Odin. That's what this ramblings is going to be all about this week. The One-Eyed Wonder. So let's start at the very beginning, shall we? Not the very beginning of Odin, although from what I understand that wasn't all that long ago. The beginning of my really rather shite week. So a certain someone put in the No Holds Barred Witchcraft group on Facebook. Some quite interesting information, some quite interesting comments about the One-Eyed Wonder, and I decided to respond to them. I thought that the comments were certainly interesting and valid, and I agreed with them. Unfortunately, the comment that I put as a reply was rude about Odin the would-be Norse god. And Facebook, apparently, from what I'm understanding now, clearly must work for Odin, you know, because they pulled me up immediately and deleted my comment and then also threatened to put my account on hold and then, if I did anything else, delete the No Holes Barred Witchcraft Facebook group despite there obviously being other admins in the group, but clearly what I said was in such a violation of their Lord and Master's terms, and or I should say their fair use and the like policy, whatever there's, whatever we call it now, snowflake policy, I think is what we call in it, um, because I violated their snowflake policy by threatening to pluck out Odin's other eye I got into an awful lot of trouble. I had to go through a whole like four or five stage process of appealing it. I did say, you know, I don't think Odin's going to be particularly offended with this, given that he doesn't actually exist, is a character from the Marvel Universe. Facebook did turn around and said that this is not true and that I broke Facebook's snowflake policy. Yes, I'm paraphrasing here. Um, that started my week. I thought, oh, that's a little bit annoying. I said something. I thought it was going to be funny. It was at the expense of some prick, god, whatever, spirit. I thought I'd get away with it. As it turns out, I didn't get away with it. Um, Facebook overreacted and threatened to close the group down, delete the group. And I thought that perhaps is going to be all this over. That's over and done with. Odin's been coming up a lot lately all over the place, not just in our group and with our patrons and people that we talk to, but in general he seems to be taking over the internet. And um, I had an interesting conversation with someone who was uh, interested, shall we say, in getting to know Odin. They're a would-be new magical practitioner and like many of the neo-pagan crowd they feel the thing to do is to in some way shape or form dedicate themselves to some sort of patron deity the only people that you should be or the only patrons you should be dedicating yourselves to of course is the thoth witchcraft patreon 
don't be taking any people or things as patrons or patron deities or anything like that or supporting them in any way if you don't have a clue who or what they are. Now, I did have an interesting conversation with them from which I think I revealed a little bit too much about Odin. And I'm wondering whether Odin took this personally. Because for the past week, the amount of shit I have had to deal with is just unbelievable. Now, I think a lot of people could turn around and they could say, well, you know, you had one or two bad things. And then that all of a sudden made you feel, Liam, like you were having a bad week. And because you felt like you were having a bad week, that sort of become a, a self-fulfilling prophecy and all sorts of stuff, you know. It just spirals down from there. I'm going to say, because that's not exactly as interesting as, uh, you know, Odin taking his frustrations out on me for stealing one of his own, I'm going to presume that that's not the case. I mean, generally, when I've had a really bad week before... Although I am a witch and I do have a tendency every now and then when I'm extremely stressed to cause things to, in the environment to, let's say, disrupt and change. I've had a laptop blow up. I've had every single archived podcast from the No Holes Barred Witchcraft podcast delete. I've had being threatened to be thrown off of several platforms. I've had... Problems were from specific people that I'm mentoring that are to do with certain spirits, perhaps not too dissimilar from Odin, shall we say, but we'll go into that, causing all sorts of disruptions, and generally a string of absolutely terribly bad luck. And from where I'm sensing that it's coming from, it's not really a baggage. I feel quite at peace and quite happy. I'm, I don't feel frustrated. Every now and then, something catastrophically fucking annoying will happen. Um, and it does stress me out a little bit, but I'm pretty used to dealing with stress, to be honest. So I kind of just... I'm one of those people that just tends to, oh, for fuck's sake, and then just get on with fixing whatever the problem is. This week's just been more and more and more and more and more, and I haven't felt a huge amount of energy coming to me or directed at me that isn't just getting caught up in the usual, let's say, defence mechanisms, washing process. Um, but I am feeling a bit of a clog from somewhere a little higher, and... You know, technically, I suppose, if something that had Odin's power or is supposed to have Odin's power were to go for you, it's likely to be at an area a little bit higher than the astral. So I am a feeling a little bit clogged and bunged up. Um, I did have my second COVID jab as well. That didn't help. Um, but I did do a fair amount of magic to stop myself from being really specifically bad from that one. Because I was a little worried about that second one. Because everyone seems to get ill. So I just felt a little bit shitty for a couple of hours. And then that was it. So. What are we going to do here? Well I'm not one. To assume that it is Odin. Uh, causing me all sorts of shit. And then go and start a war. We at the Hoth Witchcraft are generally not the ones to start wars. 
we are normally the ones to finish them. So rather than start a war with Odin, because I don't want to be getting involved with that situation any more than I already am, <laughs> um, I thought maybe it's time for some home truths. Maybe it's time to say some of the things, the things that Odin does not want you to know. Because I can't really be accused of getting involved in other things' businesses and, you know, causing disruption stuff to the little Odin project, shall we say. Odin's little pro pet projects and the like. And I'm not directly assaulting him, it. But I am just being a caring mentor and teacher and hypothetically talking about some interesting topics and things that if people in their own minds and their own heads want to read into and come to a certain conclusion, I don't know. Perhaps they will, perhaps they won't, but I don't think I can be held responsible for um, people thinking and taking things out of the context, you see. Now, it got me thinking about Odin, right? Because Odin's a very interesting and strange spirit. The Allfather. It's supposed to be a super powerful spirit. Kind of like a Jupiter or kind of like a Zeus. It's the father of the gods type. The, uh, I want to rule, but I don't just want to be a king. I want to be a king of kings type situation with this. Okay? So... The kind of Odin cult has been sweeping through Europe, and I should say the world, starting in Europe, um, for quite a while now. You know, what, about a thousand years or so? There's been another thing that's also been sweeping around the world as well for the past thousand or so years, and I can't possibly think what fucking religion that might be. But anyway, we'll go into that later. So, the whole Odin thing, when you look at the old Norse religions, and I mean old Norse religion, I'm not talking about modern Norse religion with Loki and Odin and all that, because Loki and Odin are very modern. They ain't old, right? The old gods, Scandinavian gods and the like, got swept aside, to a certain extent, by Odin at one point. Can you think, off the top of your head, of other pagan deities and the like that might have got swept away by some other father figure <laughs> wanting to take over, possibly around the same sort of time, hmm, like that old Yahweh, yeah? Interesting how this uh, story is a little bit similar, isn't it? Also interesting how that much of the uh, Norse mythology and the like that we get from a culture that never fucking wrote anything down often was written down by some Christian monks that follow the Yahweh. Very interesting, all of this. Now, am I coming out and saying that Odin is but a mask of Yahweh. No, I'm not saying that because I don't necessarily know that's 100% accurate. It might just be some stupid fucking 
angel or something masquerading. Like a Mr. Smithers to Burns. You know, you got Mr. Burns uh, in the, uh, you know, Simpsons. Bad man. Powerful man. And then you got Smithers. Who's uh, basically his bitch. But Smithers is the one that does all the work by the seams of things. Um, the archivist just tried phoning. So uh, that would be what that noise would be. Um, so with that, what I'd like to discuss is I'd like to think about this Odin and dissecting Odin. What Odin actually, potentially, is. Let's do that then. So then, dissecting a spirit or dissecting Odin, what does that mean? Well, we kind of know all that means when you dissect something, you take it apart and then find out what it is made of, what it is, essentially, and how all the component parts work. Now, you are familiar with anatomy lessons and dissecting cadavers and dead bodies and the like to find out more about the human body and how it works that kind of thing how can one do that with a spirit well obviously spirits might not necessarily have physical bodies but they do have energetic component parts and energetic bodies much like we do so you can potentially take them apart now that is rude and violent and would require actually taking it apart which means essentially beating it into submission and then ripping it apart and then analysing the various different pieces and how they interconnect, which means that you, A, have to be powerful enough to do that in the first place, beat up a spirit. And second is that your psychic sight needs to be sharp enough that you are able to actually identify and understand the component parts and the energetic bodies and the things you're dealing with. So instead of going into that, to start off with, we're going to reverse track and what we're going to do is we're going to look at it from a more mundane perspective. Now, mundane is when they research and dissect spirits. What they tend to do is they tend to go intellectual and say, well, I'm going to look at all of the source material for where this spirit comes from, all of the mythology, all of this, all of that, and I'm going to see and make sweeping generalizations and think that I know an awful lot about a subject which I actually know fuck all about because I literally just picked up a load of pottery from a junkyard, an ancient junkyard, dusted it off and added a load of shit on it to which I'm going to pretend I understand. That mixing that with sources from other stuff, I can then make some kind of, I would say accurate, but flawed... <laughs> evaluations and come to some uh, flawed conclusions hence archaeology now I'm a fan of archaeology and I'm a fan of history and all that sort of thing but I see it for what it is it's an attempt to understand something it's not going to be 100% accurate it is an attempt after all let's be fair if something catastrophic happened and we all ended up getting I don't know, Yellowstone National Park erupted and then, I don't know, there was a solar flare and then some other random shit happened and then we all died on this planet. And then in a hundred years' time, a bunch of aliens came along and they thought, oh, alien archaeology, let's go and dig about and see what we find. What they'd probably think of us in the Western world is that we drink a potion called Coca-Cola 
and worship a goddess called Barbie. That is literally probably the conclusion that they'd come to. Okay, so we need to think that actually when we look at things back in time, although we may understand parts of culture and if we're talking mythology, spirits and stories and that kind of thing and where they originate in that, we kind of understand it, but we're not getting the full picture. We never get the full picture. We can only go by the resources and the things that we dig up and find and the things that linger, which are always tainted because it's like Chinese whisper, isn't it? You know, things change over time. Stories change over time, yeah? So it's not going to be 100% accurate. I generally don't, when I'm trying to dissect and understand a spirit, I never ever look at the mythology and I never really look at any of the academic resources. What I tend to do is try to con I try to conjure up the thing or ask other things of their opinion of said spirit and then I'll start to come up with a game plan. The last thing I do, and I do do it, but it is the last thing I do, is then start to look up what other magical practitioners think about the thing. And then what academia thinks about the thing. Because what I tend to find is I tend to find all oh, the stories in that, they kind of do kind of ring true, actually. But they're just not very detailed, you know. Um, so... If I do it the other way around, which is what a lot of the neo-pagan crowd do, is they'll read a book on mythology and they'll think they understand the goddess. Because it's always a fucking goddess and it's always, normally always like a Carte or fucking um, Bridget or some shit like that. They think they understand the energy there because they read about it in a book and they fucking don't. They can't even begin to. But at least if you're dealing with the genuine article, or really what you're talking about is you're dealing with something that you then work out its name, that you can then look up, as opposed to trying to get something from a book that you think you know about, finding out that the book's a load of rubbish anyway, and then contacting the wrong thing anyway, you know? Anyway, let's try and keep this super simple. So, if we're going to dissect Odin, we could think about the mythology and all that kind of thing. That's what a lot of people would think. A lot of people would think, oh, well, there's these various different names that are similar to Odin, Wotan, you know, various different kind of fatherly, king of kings, god of gods type energy, masculine energy. And then we could think, well, there are stories and mythology and that kind of thing that come back. But, you know, it's really difficult because... Even in Scandinavian, Norse, whatever you want to call it, we call it kind of Norse magic and Norse mythology, don't we, nowadays? But we, even within that, you, know, you need to kind of understand that it's all very tribal and that there are things that came before. And really, even I think the academics understand that Odin kind of swept through and was adopted or essentially conquered the reigning... I, wouldn't, I don't know if I'd call them kings, but the reigning chieftain who then adopted Odin as the patron, you know. Oh, I'm a king slash chief of this tribe. And there's a god king of kings. I suppose I should adopt that because it makes fucking sense, doesn't it? Yes. Um, And then what kind of happens, like with the whole Christianity thing as well, is that the powerful people adopt it and then slowly that kind of matriculates and trickles down to... You know, the country bumpkins are normally the last, if they even turn at all, to go. 
So you've got the real Old North stuff, which is what I'm kind of a fan of working with, because they're very simple, and there's a certain rule power there. Um, and then you've got kind of newer ones that are coming along, kind of trying to take over. Now, the stories between, you know, mythology-wise, Odin and Yahweh, Christianity, all that kind of thing, you could kind of say there's some similarities. There aren't a huge amount of similarities. Most academics would say, well, no, there's not really a huge amount of similarities. But, you know, you can kind of see that maybe monks might have twisted because they view everything from a patriarchal kind of fatherly lens that there is one god that they're kind of trying to when they're copying all of these mythological stories and stuff and writing them down then they're kind of putting their little spill on it there's that kind of thought process within academia again academia we now have to leave that behind because it's not going to be particularly useful for us. It's given us all the information we need, we can find out from it until there's some other archaeological dig or something. So instead, what I want to focus on is the actual spirit and how it behaves. And this is an interesting one because when we look at modern magical practitioners, and the people that work with Odin, what they'll often say is Odin can be a little bit like Loki, or that kind of thing. It's kind of there, it's not there, it's kind of a trickster, he's kind of, you know, powerful, but at the same time untrustworthy, but useful. And, you know, we understand those kind of energies to be mercurial a lot of the time, great teachers on that. Is the Odin a mercurial spirit, though? Well, not really. If you meet him, if you get the sense of the energy in that, it's not really strictly mercurial, is it? Obviously, it'll have an element of mercury in it because all things that... Anyway, we won't get into that. It will have an element of mercury in it, but it's not really a pure mercurial type of spirit. It ain't no Hermes, is it? Right? So... No, it doesn't really belong to Mercury. So this kind of trickster thing, where does that come from? Does that come from the energy? Not really. It comes from the reputation of those that have come into contact with that energy, that those that have worked with Odin, those that have worked with the spirit. The idea that we're all hunky-dory and we're having fun and then all of a sudden it turns on me and then I'm fucked, Right? It's kind of the idea that you kind of laugh along with the school bully and then the school bully turns on you and starts bullying you. And it's kind of got that kind of idea that Odin's not trustworthy. That he's powerful and wise but not to be trusted. Most mercurial spirits are tricksters because they are attempting to teach Mercury the realm of teaching, essentially. Teachers are funny. Good teachers are funny. They make you laugh. It makes you absorb the information quicker and easier. You build up a bit of a rapport for them. But also, they don't ever allow you to be over-dependent on them. The moment that you start to be over-dependent on a teacher, then that teacher steps out of the way. They leave you in the shit so that you have to pick up your own pieces. Because if they carry you, that's not really you learning, is it? This isn't an Odin trait. You know, this is literally a case of almost through comic comedy is I'll help this person do a little bit because it's useful for me and then I'm just going to fucking fuck off. 
like a sociopath. <laughs> I'm just going to use him. I'm just going to use this man or woman or human to my own advance and then I'm going to fuck off. A lot of people report that as being a kind of trait of Odin. And the Christians have this idea of the Lord Merks in mysterious ways. I.e. if it's something good, Jesus and God did it for me. If it's something bad, well, that's the devil. If it's a natural disaster, well, that's probably the devil. Maybe Jesus was, I don't know, on a fag break or something. Or, um... God just allows things to happen because the Lord works in mysterious ways. That kind of idea. If you look at how Yahweh operates, Yahweh is capable and often does teach and give great occult knowledge and magical knowledge to magical practitioners. Many magical practitioners report this anyway. But then Yahweh has a tendency to always want things its way his way is his way or no way that is christianity or the abrahamic religions is my way or no way it can only be my way and when you think about it is a case of yes you will succeed and you will get somewhere providing you're doing the work for me providing you're loyal to me Providing you do what I say, I will reward thee. And Odin can be seen as doing something similar. Odin can be seen as a lot of people, the kind of Odinists, occultists, kind of make Odin their patron. They put a lot of energy into it. They they try to learn stuff. They do learn some stuff from Odin. But then all of a sudden, it's kind of everything's on Odin's terms. It's kind of, well, they're almost being used, aren't they? And these two spirits work in a very similar fashion. Yahweh and Odin work in a very similar fashion. They both kind of evolve and spread across at similar times in the world. And what's also something that you may or may not have noticed. People that have a problem with one often have a problem with the other as well. So people that really don't like Yahweh and Yahweh gets in their way and Yahweh causes all sorts of fucking trouble for them, very often they have problems with Odin as well and vice versa. Now, generally within religion, obviously you pick your fucking religion and stick to it. But within occultism, it's a little bit different because occultists are a little bit more like... Um, freelancers. They jump from one thing to another to another. They build their own business, their own system very often. So they might work with Yahweh, they might work with Odin, they might work with various other things. But Odin and Yahweh are often very quite jealous. They like to have things their own way. They like to reward those who serve them, essentially. Which is very, very different to a lot of just sticking with Norse or Scandinavian, that kind of european e spirits. It's very different, often very, very different, the relationships between those spirits and the people that work with them. Now there are other kind of there are predatory spirits out there that will work in the same way. And there are the kind of the idea of the um uh demiurge as well. And when it comes to sensing and understanding, well, okay, this Odin character and this Yahweh character, are they the same thing? Are they both as powerful as each other? Are they just cousins? They kind of look similar. You know, but they're not actually the same. 
like family traits or something like that. Did they both grow up in the same universe and they're both cousins or twins or something and one's the good twin and one's the good twin that's slightly evil or maybe let's be fair they're both fucking dickhead twins you know I'm trying to think of some dickhead twins uh I don't know there'll probably be some from pop culture or something like that yeah I can't think of any I'm trying to go all Malcolm in the middle but I'm not entirely sure whether they were twins or not I don't know that that one kind of died but there we go I tried um yeah so the idea obviously with if you're trying to get a sense for the power level and where it comes from, where it orig originates from, obviously, I'm not going to disclose that information. Yahweh, let's be fair, Yahweh did grow up in this universe. <laughs> did Jehovah, did, um, uh, sorry, did Yah Yahweh, did Yahweh grow up in this universe? Did Jehovah, all of that kind of thing, grow up in this universe? Well, you're going to have to find that out for yourself. Odin, obviously, the cat's out of the bag with that. Um, Odin kind of grew up in this universe. So, what we kind of have is a lot of questions and a lot of possible answers. So, are Odin and Yahweh the same thing? If they're not the same thing, are they similar enough to be related? Are they two aspects of something bigger? Is... Yahweh the first one and is Odin the kind of other spirit that's kind of copying is Yahweh McDonald's and Odin Burger King and McDonald's just happens to be the biggest and most powerful franchise but McBurger King ain't all that far behind you know is that the situation what's the situation these are all the sorts of questions that you would kind of be looking to answer these are all the sort of things that should be springing to mind you should be kind of thinking okay odin is this like this i've noticed a couple of similarities with this other spirit because you'll see this all the time you see occultists saying that this spirit is just an aspect of another so you might have old fucking triple goddess thing and three goddesses are actually one goddess or you know, free things are an aspect of another thing. You know, all of this, it comes up quite a lot in occultism. What is what is one spirit may have multiple names, all that kind of thing. Is Hermes Mercury and is Mercury and Hermes Thoth? The answer to that is obviously no. Well, it might not be obvious because I think a lot of people do think that that is the case, but it's not. Um, but I can see where they go wrong with that. Anyway, I don't want to go on to that one. We'll have to do a ramblings on that at some point. Um, but yeah, so power level. Think of the old Demiurge thing. The Demiurge is something that's super powerful that didn't create the universe and wasn't even around before the universe. But it's powerful enough that it shines so brightly that if it puts itself in front of the real source, everything looks at it and thinks... Well, that's big, and I can't see anything else, so it must be that. As we know, there are many solar systems out there. Some suns, or gas giants, whatever, planets, stars, some of these are bigger than others. Okay. The biggest one that we see is the sun, because it's closest to us. But there are bigger suns out there. But they all look small compared to the one that's standing right close to us. 
Very often power is a lot like that when it comes to spirits and deities. If you summoned up Odin, it might look extremely powerful, but if you summoned something else up that is bigger than that, it will dwarf in comparison to it, and it's only then that you kind of see the difference. And very often, as is normally the case, which you'll find, particularly with evocation and invocation, if something's pretending to be a big boy, or bigger than it is, and you summon it up, and then summon, else, summon something else that's even bigger than it, it either tries to stop you from doing that, or it just fucking disappears, because it doesn't want to be compared. Because if it was stood next to it, you'd be able to see, probably, if you've got any sight. I'm trying to relate that to the physical world. Um... And I can't without being rude, so I'm not going to do that. So, I know it's very uncharacteristic of me to uh, not be rude, but there we go. So yeah, so there's been a lot of rambling going on at the moment. I think there's some information in there. I'm not entirely what I've just said. I spoke about something to do with suns and the like. Um, but one thing that you've kind of got to think about is that if you did summon up a big spirit like Odin, can you take it on? If you can beat it up and wrestle it into submission, you can therefore tear its vessel apart and then go deeper and find out what is beyond that. Potentially tear that apart and then what's beyond that and what's beyond that and see about its energetic compositions and the like. Because a lot of people that practice aura reading generally judge energetic compositions by the aura, but remember we can manipulate our auras and mask them and put out false auras and suppress auras and the like, so you, you know, <laughs> if a normal witch can do that, then the chances are a god can do that, right? Even if it's a lesser god. So, you can't necessarily trust that, that means. It's technically textbook correct, unfortunately in the real world, the real occult world, the real astral world, <laughs> it don't fucking work. Um, not reliably, anyway. So, if you can't wrestle Odin into submission, you've got to use other tactics, because you can't tear him apart, and you can't actually, you know, see what the pieces do, right? So, the next step would be you need to find something else. Then You can try and do your homework, research, ask other spirits that are maybe older, that understand and can see and can tell you all about Odin and the like. Maybe even trust some magical practitioners. Um, what their opinions are and the like. But ultimately it's going to be testing. But again, I'm not entirely sure where I'm going with this now. Odin's a prick, I think we'll probably end on. All you need to know is Odin is an untrustworthy prick. And should Odin wish to continue annoying me, I'm going to take things to the next level. And I'm going to reveal some other stuff that Odin doesn't want you to know that's possibly more juicy than the stuff I've already revealed. This is not a threat, but it is a promise. So goodbye for another week. Oh, and Odin's a prick, but I think I said that.